Good morning, church. It's so good to have you with us today on Livestream and Facebook. I'm Pastor Norm Oberlin, the lead pastor at The Hope here in Gaylord, Michigan, and I'm so glad you joined us. If you love Jesus, will you type in the sidebar, praise him? You know he deserves our praise. Go ahead and do that real quick. You know, I, I just wanted to briefly talk about uh, the coronavirus, which we're all facing right now. Some have asked, when are we going to get back to church? When are we going to actually have physical church where we can see each other and laugh and hug and so on? And my answer is simply when it's safe to do so. Listen, we're all hoping that this pandemic is over soon, but we don't know. It could go on for longer than we expect. And, you know, one of the fruits of the Spirit is patience. So we all should have that in us. We should all be exhibiting patience right now. And I know it's not easy, but listen, you and I are the salt of the earth. And if we lose our heads over this, what's that going to leave? You know, people need to see that we can be strong because our faith isn't in uh, the government. It's not in our doctors or science. Our faith and our trust is in the Lord. And people need to realize that. You know, Jesus said this. He said, in John 16:33, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Who couldn't use some peace right now? And he went on to say, in this world you will have trouble. This isn't a big surprise to heaven. God knew this was going to happen. And yes, there is trouble around us, but Jesus said, in me you may have peace. And he went on to say, take heart, I have overcome the world. Now listen, if Jesus said that to us, you think he was just kidding? Was he pretending? No, he meant business. Even though we're going through trials right now, God's got this, all right? And we need to keep believing and trusting that we're going to be all right. We're going to get through this thing. We're going to overcome, as Jesus said. If you believe what I'm saying, would you say amen right now? And I also wanted to extend this to those who... Maybe you've been laid off or you're a business owner and you've been closed for several weeks. Listen, our hearts break for you. And uh, though we might, as a pastor, I'm still getting a paycheck. I just want you to know that our hearts are with you. And even though we're not going through it, we're with you. And I would love to be able to pray for you. So if you're a person who's been laid off, you've lost your job or uh, your business is shut down, would you go to our website, GaylordChurch.com, click on our, our prayer button, and just tell us a little bit about what you're going through. Give us your name so we can pray for you. And I promise I will pray for you every day as I as soon as I get your request until we see this thing resolved, all right? We do care about you. I want you to know you're not in this alone, and I believe God answers prayer. So please let us join with you uh, as you go through this. We would love to be a part of that. Speaking of prayer, would you bow your heads just for a moment? I'd like to open with prayer before I go any further. Father, we thank you again for everything you're doing in your church. Lord, you have us here for such a time as this. We're supposed to be the salt and the light. Help us to be that. Help us to love our neighbors, Lord, to be uh, patient, with, with everything going on around us. And Lord, to keep our heads so that as others watch us, they'll realize, okay, it's all right. We're going to get through this eventually. Lord, I pray your people 
would be the best examples of what it means to be in this, what it means to trust you, Lord, that people would see us living by example, Lord. And today I ask that as I preach your word, Lord, that not only will you give us your peace, but Lord, that you'll help us to grow in our faith in you. And Lord, specifically, I pray you'd give us hearts to just to understand what it means to step out of the boat and Lord, to get real with you, to maybe do some things that we're not real comfortable with. I pray for those listening today, Lord, you give us ears to hear and eyes to see what you want us to see. And Lord, I commit all of these people that are listening into your hands. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, listen, last week, if you joined us, we actually went through the uh, Psalm 139, and I focused on the last two verses at the very end, verses 23 and 24. And if you would, I'd like to read them again. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. You know, I gave you this challenge last week and I asked you to pray these two verses each morning. Ask the Lord to search you, to test you, uh, to know your if there are any anxious thoughts in you. And Listen, I want to ask, how did you do? How did you do with that? You know, if you felt closer to the Lord after asking Him to search you, after doing this each day through the week, would you just type in your sidebar, closer, just so that we can see that? Thank you. If you're done doing that, listen, I have a little video I want you to see before I start the actual message. I'm going to be right back with you, but just watch this video, and, and then I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit more about today's message. Welcome back. You know, this week I want to expand on the latter part of verse 23 that says, Test me and know my anxious thoughts. How many of you listening today are ever anxious? Maybe you're anxious right now. You know, it might be the pandemic. Who wouldn't be anxious? Or you, you may be related to someone who's going through this. Maybe they're really sick or even dying. Who wouldn't be anxious? When faced with a pandemic or any difficult situation, maybe it's divorce, maybe you've talked about divorce, maybe you're in a divorce, maybe you've gotten divorced. You know, it's really easy to get worried, to get nervous, even to lose our trust in the God who knows us by name. Should a believer be like this? Should a believer uh, be nervous and anxious about these kinds of things? Well, According to Scripture, no. you know. But we're all human. I'm human. I have moments where you know, I begin to not necessarily lose my faith in God, but I worry, I get anxious about what's going to happen next. Today, I'd like to give you some helpful things that can help you to defeat anxiousness, and I think it will even help you go deeper with the Lord with your faith. You know, there's a recent article in the Huffington Post, and it described how the most highlighted verse on Kindle right now is actually found in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And, and some of you probably have already memorized that. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, 
by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's what I want you to discover today. If you didn't already know this. And by the way, I would like you to do this this week. This is your homework this week. Try to memorize this verse. I think it's an amazing verse. I quoted it from the NIV, but listen, you can quote it from whatever your favorite translation is. It isn't going to matter what translation it is. It all basically says the same thing. But type that passage down, Philippians 4, 6 and 7, so you won't forget. And then put it on your refrigerator or wherever it's handy, on your phone, and, and just... Each morning, get up, study it, read it, and then try to read it out loud without looking at it. All right? God bless you for doing that. You know, the Bible says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. God wants to hear from you. That's what my message has been over the last several weeks. In fact, I've been hammering this point. By going to God on a regular basis, you will leave his presence with his peace, with his glory all over you. And I believe that that peace will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, when I get nervous, my heart begins to get restricted. I mean, I could actually feel the pressure on my chest sometimes. And then my mind goes to places it shouldn't. Sometimes I even fantasize about the worst. But by practicing what the Apostle Paul told the Philippian church to do, <clears throat> you and I will actually walk in the peace of Christ, and that will guard your hearts and your minds against needless worry. Now, if you agree with that, would you say amen right where you're at there in your living room or wherever you're at right now? You know, I paraphrase this verse, and this is Pastor Norm. When you feel like you are starting to worry, all right, when life puts a chokehold on you, that's when you need to call out to your big brother, Jesus. Share your heart with him. Begin to praise him for his peace and thank him for walking with you as you overcome your fear. Can I get a good amen with that? Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I have a Bible illustration today that I think uh, helps emphasize this point. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 14, and we're going to begin at verse 22. And Just a, a little bit of a highlight. Jesus and his disciples had just fed the 5,000 men, the Bible says, with five loaves and two fish. Now, according to our scholars, even though the Bible only says men, that means that there are probably somewhere around 20,000 people there if you included women and children. That's a lot of people that Jesus fed in five loaves and two fishes. Would you agree with me that that was a pretty amazing miracle? All right, If we saw that today, we'd be pretty dumbfounded. We'd be going, wow, that was cool. Here's the thing. The disciples had just witnessed this miracle, and they were all finished feeding the people, and Jesus knew it was time for them to go home. So he said to them, I'm going to release the people, but while I'm doing that, you guys go get in the boat and you go to the other side of the lake. All right? Sounds simple enough. And that's where we, we pick up on this here. Now, I want you to see something. 
if I can, I'm going to call this a spoiler alert. <laughs> I believe that what we're about to read, it shows us that Jesus had uh, a plan here. There was a reason that he sent them across the lake. It wasn't because he wanted to get alone and go pray, although he did that. It wasn't so that his disciples would go get exercise, although they probably needed that. No, he had a, another reason for doing this, as we're going to soon see. And I believe the reason was he wanted to test their faith. And we're going to see that as we read this in the, the beginning with verse 22 here. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. We know that Jesus was always praying. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in a windstorm on a lake with two or three or four foot white caps, but I want to tell you something. It's quite an experience. I've been, actually, I've done it more than once, but it's scary. And that's where we end up picking up the story in verse 25. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. Another miracle. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Now realize, all the disciples were terrified, except for Peter. And it doesn't necessarily say Peter wasn't afraid, but he wasn't as afraid as his, the other disciples, obviously, because he asked the Lord, tell me to come to you. All right? Peter saw this, and this is what I want you to see. He saw this as an opportunity to go deeper with his faith. I like, he threw his, he threw the gauntlet down, if you will. He said to the Lord, tell me to come to you, and I will. I want to encourage you, if you're listening today, you know, maybe you haven't been all that strong in your faith. Maybe you've been a little bit weak, actually. You've You've been staying in the shallow end, like the video showed. You've been standing on the shore. You haven't been willing to even put your feet in the water. Well, I want you to know that the Lord wants you to do what Peter did. He wants to challenge you to exercise your faith, to go deeper with him, and to watch what he does in your life and in your family's life. You know, here we see Peter... Uh, willing to step out of the boat. He was the only one out of all the disciples that were in the boat. I want you to ask the Lord, whether it's today or during the week, I want you to ask Him, Lord, what do I need to do to go deeper with you? Maybe you should write that down. Lord, what do I need to do to go deeper with you? Ask the Holy Spirit to tell you maybe one thing that you can do that would be like Peter getting out of the boat. You need to test your faith. You need to exercise it. And I believe God wants to challenge you today to do just that. Imagine if 
Our neighbors saw God move on their behalf because of something the Lord did through your life. You know, these miracles were for us to grow our faith up, to give us a hope in the Lord, and I believe he wants to use you to do just that. Will you let him? So I'd ask, take this question to the Lord this week, similar to like you did last week, only this time you're going to ask, Lord, what can I do to get out of my boat? Moving along, Peter got down out of the boat, and he walked on the water, and he came toward Jesus. So he did it. He actually got out, and he's walking on the water. And then verse 30 says, But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, Lord, save me. (laughs) You know, I'd have to say that Peter did the right thing when he started to sink. What was the first thing he did? He cried out, Lord, save me. All of us should remember that. He should be our first recourse. If we get into trouble, Lord, save me. We should all remember that and have that planted in our heart. But what happened to Peter that caused him to lose his faith? What what happened to him that caused him to begin to sink? I believe that was the fact that he took his eyes off of the master. He took his eyes off of Jesus. Instead of looking at the Lord, who is the the source of his strength, the source of his faith, instead of keeping his eyes on him, he began to look at the wind and the waves. And that distracted him. That caused an anxiousness to rise up in him. And he began to doubt. And he began to sink as a result. You know, as, as we go through these tests and these trials, it's imminent that we keep our eyes on the Lord and not take them off of Him. You know, this is found in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, and I'll let you read that, I'll let you look that up, but it just talks about running the race and keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus like the great cloud of witnesses that went ahead of us. Peter lost sight of this principle And he started to drown. In verse 31, it says, Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and he caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And then when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Yeah, sure, they worship him after they know it's him. But prior, they were terrified. Only one was willing to get out of the boat. Be like Peter. Get out of your boat when the Lord challenges you to do that. I want you to note that Jesus didn't blast Peter into the middle of next week, nor did he rebuke the disciples for being afraid. But he did acknowledge the obvious, and again, my paraphrase, Peter, you took your eyes off me. Hours ago, you watched me feed 20,000 people with five loaves and two fish. You don't think I could have kept you on top of the water? Where is your faith? And I'd ask you that question myself. Just like the Lord asked Peter, where is your faith? Do you have any faith? You know, the Lord allowed his disciples to be tested. Why? Why? because it was meant to strengthen them. You and I are called to go through 
trials and tests of faith. There are many scriptures that talk about that. I'm not going to go into that today. Is the coronavirus a test? Well, I think it could be. I think it's a test not to show that we believe or have faith that the virus can't hurt us. There have been some in the church who have died as a result of that misguided faith. But it is a test to show that your eyes remain fixed on Jesus. No matter what we're going through, we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. You know, one of our, our leaders in the church, Greg Mundus, uh, he, he got COVID-19, he got the virus, and it almost killed him. But it didn't. And he's still recovering from this. He's having to go through therapy and all these other things, but he survived it. You know, he could get all frustrated and say, God, you let me get this virus. No, he never lost faith in the Lord. He kept asking people, pray for me, pray for me. His family kept asking, pray for him, pray for him. We did, and now this man is recovering just like many others. But it took faith, and he never lost it. Hallelujah. That's how we should be. Listen, when you focus your faith on Jesus, you won't be anxious. Rather, you're going to be able to walk in his peace, a peace that passes all understanding, and people are going to look at you and go, how can you be so calm? And you're going to be able to say, it's because of Jesus. It's because of my Lord. You know, I want to leave you with uh, just a little faith tool, if you will. I believe by practicing this, it will not only help you build your faith, but it's going to take you deeper in your walk with the Lord. When you start to feel like you're getting anxious, when you begin to worry, do what Pastor Barb tells the kids to do when they start to fear. Be a pro for Jesus. P-R-O. Can you guess what each of those letters stands for? The P stands for pray. <laughs> Easy, right? The R stands for read your Bibles. You kids already know this, don't you? And the O stands for obey the Lord. All right, let's examine each one of these real quick. First, when you begin to feel anxious, pray. You know the devil hates it when you pray in Jesus' name? Pray out loud. And listen, if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, pray in the Spirit. That's what we're supposed to do. You know, a few weeks back, Pastor Roger spoke on 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, and it says, Rejoice always. Pray continually. That means always, all the time. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So, the P is for pray, pray continually. Two, when you feel your heart to tense up, as mine does so as in the past so often, read what? Fox News, CNN? No, read the Bible. Get your Bible out and get into the Word of God because from that it will nourish your soul. And Hebrews 4.12 says this about the Word. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. That's a pretty great scripture. Now listen, I believe the Bible says we are to become Bereans. A Berean is a student of the Bible. 
And the word of God is like a good medicine in times of trouble. And whatever you put in is going to be able to come back out again, all right? So you need to put the Bible in you. You need to study the word and get to know it sometimes by heart, if you, if you haven't, like we're going to do this week with Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, all right? So become a Berean. And then last, the O is for obey. You know, this might be one of the hardest things that we are called to do. But the Bible teaches that we need to be in obedience to Christ. Matthew 28, 19 and 20, some of the last words that Jesus spoke. He said, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them, listen to this part, verse 20, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Did you catch that part? Teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Where do we find Jesus' commands? In the Bible. All right? You see the importance of the Bible? Why we need to be Bereans? Why we need to study it? Then we'll know what Jesus commanded us to do. Hallelujah. So be a pro. Pray. Read your Bibles. And be obedient to what the Word tells you to do. And as I begin to close, if you would, just bear with me just a few more minutes. I'm almost done. As you become a, a pro for Jesus, I believe that it's going to take you deeper in your faith with Him. And I also believe that your anxiousness is going to be less and less as you learn to walk in the peace of Jesus. You know, Peter, he was willing to get out of his boat and to show that he had faith in Jesus. Jesus did it so I can do it. And I think that's important because as we read the Word and as we see what Jesus did in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I believe his example is for us to follow. Yes, he got out of the boat and he walked on the water, but there were other things he did too. He prayed for the sick and they, they were healed. You know, sometimes you're going to be asked to do that very same thing. There are people that need us today, more than ever. They need us to uh, join our faith with theirs. They need us to pray for them by faith, believing that God's going to do what we've prayed. Are you going to be one of those? Are you going to be a Peter? Or are you going to be like the other disciples who cowered in fear? Do you have faith? Do you want to go deeper with the Lord? These two things, I believe, are, are tied together. Faith and going deeper. In order to go deeper, you have to have a deeper faith. Make this your prayer today. I'm going to ask you to pray this with me. Everybody that's listening, and it's just a, a short prayer, but I would ask you, and, and you don't have to memorize this prayer, but just the, the, the outline of it, the basics of it, just remember that so that this week you could pray this prayer in your own little prayer closet, with your family. But pray this, and, and I'd ask you again, bow your heads. Follow me. Lord, help me to grow my faith in you. Show me where I can get out of my boat and test my faith. When I'm anxious, remind me to be a pro for Jesus. 
to pray, to read my Bible, and to obey. I want to thank you, Lord, for your peace in these times of trouble. And I commit my life and my family into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if you prayed that prayer, I believe that God's going to work with you this week. Be willing to get off the shore. Step into the water. Do what only a believer in Christ can do. You will be challenged. You'll be tested. You'll probably cower back a little bit. But just remember, just like Peter, he didn't have to go under. The only reason he did is because he took his eyes off Jesus. So, believer, Christian, brother, sister in Christ, keep your eyes on the Lord. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus yet, just ask Him, Lord, forgive me of my sins and make me a new person. And then write to us and tell us you did that. Uh, you can write, again, go to our, our prayer and praise page and, and just let us know, hey, I gave my life to Jesus today and I just wanted somebody to know. And we'll be praying for you. So just ask him today, Lord, just change me from the inside out. Forgive me of my sins. Make me a new person, and he'll do that for you. Listen, I love you. I'm glad you joined us today. And I hope you have a, a great week uh, as much as you can. And then give God the glory in everything you're trying to do. I love you. Thanks for being here today, and God bless.